Somebody once told me that his name is John C. Do you know the way? It's over 9,000! It's a double rainbow all the way. Study bit me. Hello there. Hey, you. Finally away. So has a kid, has a wife. I'm a fire in the labor. Super hot fire. I spit that. So just do it! Hello and welcome to the 2020 edition of the Year in Memes podcast, an annual limited-run podcast series unwrapping the year that was through the lens of the memes we shared and exploring what those memes say about us, our world, and what's important to us. My name is Paul Bautista, a millennial podcaster from New York City who spends way too much time thinking about this sort of thing, and I'll be your guide for this series. Also, a quick heads up, this episode does contain some explicit language. I'll also be uploading a version of this podcast to YouTube with the memes described displayed on screen to better follow along. A link to that will be in the show notes. Of course, uh, memes are a form of communication between two people. So joining me on this episode is one of my oldest friends going all the way to my first day of middle school. Um, He's really good at, at puns he's a really musical guy he really hates it when i make him lose the game and so i'm lost comics uh, i communicate him with almost exclusively via mean it's james chang so james why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself you know where you're at what you do and what's your favorite meme of all time sure uh hello everyone my name is james chang i'm currently located in chicago i am a freelance musician i my favorite meme template is probably unsettled tom so for those of us who don't know what Unsettled Tom is, can you, can you describe like an example or, or what that's like? Yeah, it was a meme that pretty much hit the peak of its popularity last year. Uh, so it's kind of a dead meme by now. But it's basically uh, an image of Tom from Tom and Jerry, the cat. And he looks clearly very unsettled or disturbed. And it's usually a very clever combination of two lines. The first line is something that is either something that sounds quite normal or something that is like probably not so normal but okay if you're in a private setting and then the second line contextualizes it in a way that makes it very not okay i found an example right so it's like unsettled tom me uh throws a grenade at the enemy spawn point and then the second line of text is everyone else at the maternity ward oh no Yeah, exactly. Something like that. So, so you know, first line being, this is totally fine because you're playing a video game. And the second is like, oh, wait, it's not a video game at all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a little bit of dark humor. And I guess in line with you, right? Like some puns as well. So And, and for me, the reason why I love it so much is exactly because it, um, it tickles your brain into rethinking something. It's unexpected. It's clever. Um, and it's simple. Right, and we'll definitely get to those. And obviously, you know, memes are a pretty broad topic. And, you know, we'll get into the conversation of, of what we define as a meme, right? Because we've had this conversation many times online via Facebook chat. One of the things is that memes are a reflection of who we are. And frankly, obviously, there are so many memes out there. We're not going to get to all of them, right? Um, so can you give us a little bit of history, context of like where you tend to spend time 
online because I think that kind of dictates the kind of memes we 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 become familiar with. Where do you where have you spent most of your most of your time uh, in twenty twenty? Where you find memes? Right, and and well, this has changed obviously throughout the course of my life. Nowadays, I spend most of my time, my leisure time, on the internet on Facebook. However, most memes I see come mostly from topic specific meme and shit posting groups. Or pages, or from um, reshared posts from other meme-faring friends. Okay, so so what kind of uh, specific groups? Do you have any examples you want to shout out? Um, airborne memes for flight-oriented teens, or linguistics shitposting, or new urbanist memes for transit-oriented teens, also known as numtots. Ah, the names the names will, will get you there, and of course, you know, I th- I think we're both in subtle A's and traits. If I'm not for, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, although I. I don't quite get my memes from subtle Asian traits anymore. It's uh, it's 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 been around long enough that it's become. Well, we'll get into this later. I I think about the different levels of mainstream. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, there. So I mean, we can get into that now, right? So you know, what? How? How would you define? I guess like a mainstream meme versus like these niche, you know, subspecific or uh, subgroup memes that that you're that you're talking about. Yeah, I I've, I've thought about this quite a lot. Because I've been in quite a few meme groups that have changed over time, and this change in like the feeling of the group, the kind of content and memes it produces, depending on how many people are in the group, the more people there are in any situation, the less trust there will be because of the more it's it's harder to predict what will happen, or it's harder to see what other people think about. At first, you know, I think of memes that are not mainstream. I think of memes that only yeah, you'd only see from very specific groups or from groups that have less than say fifty thousand people or less than a hundred thousand people. It's like a very tribal thing, right? Like e- even like for like a a, a a community around something, right? Like for example, I play Magic the Gathering, right? So obviously there are memes specific to Magic the Gathering that aren't going to be you know mainstream, right? And and it's kind of like what makes a meme group very nice is that everyone's kind of in on the joke and once things break out of the aha we are all connected because we are all in on this joke once it gets beyond that and it kind of feels like we're not in that group anymore that's yeah it is it is very much a tribalist thing now that you mention it it is very true i mean the smallest tribe you can have is between two people right i mean like even us we have like a, a i guess you could call it almost a meme from like the very first day we met each other of, of happy oh, yeah. camper right <laughs> yeah and that's, oh, like a meme that, that's a meme that like zero other people beside us two are, are really gonna get you know the context for and why it's funny maybe one or two other people who we've told about like um our other friends from middle school okay so you know i like i said like we 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 primarily communicate via meme but not not entirely right um despite what i said right like like you can kind of guess we've had these quasi academic discussions so you know in this episode i I, i've talked or in early episodes i've talked a little bit about what exactly a meme is but from your perspective what makes a meme a meme right as opposed to just a funny viral image or just something that you you laugh at Obviously, the definition of meme changes for through time, and for everyone, it's different. And even now, I think the definition of meme has expanded beyond what I used to know it was. The original meme was uh, was Richard Dawkins, like an idea that self propagates, something like that, right? Right. That's well, I I think that is Richard Dawkins' definition, and I think it might have been used in a couple of other contexts before that. But for me, my the way I distinguish between a meme and a viral image is mostly that. 
it's transformed in some way to suit another context or to suit another idea or situation. And it takes the feelings, uh, the situation or the idea from the original meme and reapplies it to a new thing. Um, and, and usually in a pretty clever or witty way. And I, that for me is a meme. I mean, like if, if you ask someone like, oh, that's a funny meme, right? They'll, they'll just say, oh, like it's like a funny image. But I think like if, if we're going to talk about like templates this episode, right? Like in, in my head, right? And I think for me, the cla- a lot of classic memes are like, for example, Rage Comics, right? Back from, from way back in the day, which is like MS Paint drawn cartoons or whatever and faces that, you know, represent that they essentially act as like a shorthand for some emotion, right? I think a previous guest uh, mentioned that, you know, if a, if a picture's worth a thousand words, a meme and like specifically a meme image template is worth a thousand pages of a, a of words, basically, right? Like it condenses all of those emotions and a specific feeling in this one image that you use as like a shorthand to respond to something without using words almost. Yeah, and that's actually kind of part of where I was going with when I say, you know, we're all in on this joke, it's like you, you create this meme for a specific audience where you know they'll get what you feel or how you feel or or the, the references you're going to make in the meme. Yeah, that's that's where it really hits people. And that's where the like, you know, a thousand words in an image or more than a thousand words because it kind of hits a lot of small feels at one time. And yeah, you know, I think there's another element to these to these memes where there's like a storytelling aspect to some degree, right? Like for example, the unsettled Tom meme that that you did is essentially it's like it's a three part act, right? There's like the first act is like the setup line, the second act is like the twist line, and the third act is always going to be Tom's face giving that particular resolution or or uh, or feeling climax, right? Right, a reaction, and that's that's I guess you could say that could be one class of memes is just reactions. Hmm. It almost uses like a punchline, right? Yeah. Okay. So you know, I, and and I, my my personal you know definition of memes again is is an image template, and usually, for example, maybe comes from pop culture, right? Like a screen grab from a popular TV show or movie, maybe with like a subtitle. You know, another example of a of a template that that I'll that I'll give for the users is the Drake Hotline Bling template, right? Yes. So it's two screen grabs from the song Hotline Bling by Drake. When one the first song it looks like he's rejecting something with like a stinky stanky ass face. The other he's giving like a thumbs up and smiling, and this template is generally used to contrast two opposing things, one desirable, one undesirable, right? And so in that sense, right, this is like the template, a mold in which you've poured in the context that you want to describe, right? So for example, you know, uh, say no to Chicago deep this pizza, say yes to New York style pizza. Right. And since I live in Chicago, there's plenty of people around me who would disagree with that. Right, right, right. So I mean, yeah, but then there's the other, so that's, that's like a template where it's like, it's 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 used as the mold and it's either used as a mold in kind of like in that multi-image format or it's used as like a punchline, right? It's like you're like the, the unsettled Tom was those like mostly text and then you punchline it with the image template at the end. Right. Uh, any any more thoughts on on meme templates in general uh, before we, we hop into into what we've got to cover this show? No. Uh, I guess I guess that's 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 a pretty we've we've already waxed philosophical for long enough. I think. All right, fair enough. So you know the memes that that we'll be covering in this show obviously are you know most of them are are is image memes. Uh, I'll do my best to have James give us a, a, a description of what they look like. Um, these are memes that are generally right. We talked about having some memes in specific subgroups. These are generally what I would consider more mainstream memes in that. I, I saw them across different environments. I saw some on Reddit, Instagram, some on Facebook, and even in some of those specific, you know, niche groups that I saw that me, that James talked about. Uh, 
some of these meme templates were used uh, in multiple groups to talk about the different context of that, uh, so to speak. So uh, we'll hop into that. So James, uh, first up, we have some video and music-based templates. So I sent you over a bunch of links. Can you go ahead and click the first link uh, on the first slide? And then tell me what you and t- tell me what you see and hear. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Why have you done this to me? So can you describe what you're seeing and hearing for the audience? I've been rickrolled, guys. Um, literally, the first link Paulo sends me, and I've been rickrolled. But it's literally just—it's the rickroll video. All right, that's fine. Except covering the. F- Half of the video in the foreground is a, a white cat, a very cute white cat who is bobbing its head in rhythm, in tempo with the song. All right, I promise that none of the rest of these links are Rick Rolls, but if you want to click on some other ones and just kind of describe like what you're saying. One, two, three, uh. My baby don't mess around me. Right, so it's Outcast, hey ya. Uh, same idea, you've got the in the background is the original music video, but very prominently in the foreground covering half the, half the frame is the cat bobbing its head, this time at a much more accelerated clip because the tempo is different naturally. Yeah, so okay, so I, I think I think that that's, that gives the audience like a good enough idea of, of what, we've, what we're working here. So this is a meme uh, known as Vibing Cat or Cat Jam. Uh, so do you know where this meme came from and how it originated, James? I actually have no idea. All right, so actually, if you go ahead and click on the link that says original, uh, and while you're watching that, I'll kind of describe it for the audience how this came about. Uh, so basically, this started off as a viral video uh, in April of this year, and this actually originated over on TikTok. Which do you use TikTok? I don't have a TikTok. I I, I avoid TikTok. TikTok. Okay, so so this is this started off as a TikTok, and it's basically a user basically just made you know it's a cute little video of a user making their cat bob their head to the song "I Want to Dance" by Jonas Blue. Uh, so you know, in April, this was then reposted to Twitter and and became popular enough that it actually moved over to Twitch, and so somebody on Twitch uh, made a, a custom emote uh, called Cat. Jam over in July. So as of August, over 12,000 channels on Twitch have enabled uh, Cat Jam uh, as an emote on their channel, including big, big streamers like XQC and Tyler One. So, you know, this is kind of like a multi-platform meme where it started on TikTok, moved to Twitter, and then became extra popular on Twitch. So if you're ever in Twitch chat and then you see someone typing Cat Jam, that just means that they enjoy the music being played on stream. So then this meme kind of evolved then. So essentially in late July, the original video was repurposed for memes to express the idea of something positive happening in your day, right? Like your cat's bobbing your head. So can you read some of the examples from like the text compilation uh, video? Okay, so it's, it's the same thing over and over except with a different caption each time. So first one is, hey, you look chill, vibe with vibe cat. And then when you order 10 chicken nuggets, but you get 11 instead. Let's see, when you pass the COVID test without studying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dark. All right. Me now, looting while my squad is getting white. <laughs> now, and so then there was fi- one final evolution of this meme. So uh, this actually throws back to an old meme. Uh, do you remember the, the, the leak girl? Yes. And so that actually was set to a song called Yeva's Poka. So go ahead and click the last YouTube link that I sent Really cool, because this guy is doing really awesome drumming and singing at the same time. 
Yeah. So basically, this is a this is a you know essentially a rehouse of the old uh, Yavas Polka or or the uh, the Leak Girl song. Uh, you know, masked up with 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 vibing cat. So. Cool. So let's 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 hop over to the next meme, which is another musical meme. Um, so go ahead and click the YouTube link that I sent uh, for this it's one. It's another Rickroll. It's not a Rickroll, I promise. So I see someone is running. Oh, and he falls over and crashes right into the stage headfirst, and then. They are the coffin dancers. So it sounds like you know who the coffin dancers are. Oh yes. Okay. Well, so I don't, at least at least I am familiar with the meme, and I okay. tried looking them up before, but I didn't really. I don't remember finding much information. Okay, so I, I I can fill you in on that then, right? So essentially, there's this practice in Ghana where at your funeral, you know, these well-dressed gentlemen, you know, in tuxedos and top hats and whatnot, uh, carry your coffin and dance with you one last time. Back, and there was footage on 2015 and 2017 from various YouTubers going to Ghana and, you know, capturing this phenomenon. So then in February of this year, um, a TikTok user paired the footage with uh, the EDM song Astronomia to basically act as a punchline to these fail videos, right? So the compilation you're seeing now is just, you know, people running into stuff, people falling over, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then followed up with like, basically you died, basically, and Coffin Dancer is, is this, or the, the Coffin uh, coffin guys are just like, you know, vibing out here with, with your coffin after you died, basically. I think it's probably um, important to note that in most of these situations, we can assume that the person didn't actually die, but did suffer some injury. Injury or, or some failure, basically, some epic fail, right? right? Be- because if they actually died and this was played, it'd be a little, e- yeah, a little, <laughs> a, little, a, little a little sketchy. But uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of in the veil of like uh, America's Funniest Home Videos almost, right? Yeah, it's like those um, epic fail compilations of the recession era. <laughs> Ah, recession era memes. Uh, okay, yeah, and then so basically, right, May fourth, right, so after the pandemic started. So you know, uh, if you go back to the to the image, some of the images I sent over to you, right, there's like a poster in the middle of these like four of these like six coffin guys saying, "I remind you again, stay home or the music starts." Oh, yes. uh, kind of implying that you know, in order to help with uh, COVID nineteen, everyone should stay home. Otherwise, uh, you'll be the one you know in the coffin that they're dancing with, right? It's kind of funny, right? So actually, on May fourth, the BBC followed up. Uh, with the coffin dancers, uh, talking about their their virality in the COVID pandemic. So, you know, for you, why why do you think this particular meme became so popular uh, this year? If the footage has been around, you know, since 2015 and 2017, I found that this is actually parallels many other memes. Like they they they're around for a few years and then suddenly they spike in popularity. And I have not been able to ascertain why certain memes happen like that and certain ones don't so i would assume that you know this is the year where mortality is on all of our minds and to make light of it is kind of refreshing or at least helps lessen the psychiatric burden of death right it's almost like a coping mechanism right right yeah 
Now there is there is actually an interesting phenomenon here where this is you know this is basically like a video template, right? Like we were talking about like you know templates you can kind of pour content into. This is the video template, right? Where you start with the the setup is like some video of a fail, followed by the music and video of these guys dancing to the you know EDM song, correct? Right. Now this is kind of transcended that medium. It's become just like a straight up image. So you know, can you describe some of the images I shared with you? Since since this phenomenon has become so popular, one can just see an image of coffin dance and just know what they're all about. They have a very distinctive look, right? They're wearing these um, these very uh, neatly pressed suits with uh, white or at least silverish white ties and um, got these special hats and they're always wearing sunglasses. So we see that and we just kind of know, oh, that's like death coming for you. It's kind of like a modern day Grim Reaper. That's a good um, way of putting it. Yeah, and so like... So like you say, you have this guy, and this is actually another meme, right? This guy who's re- who's who's happy and in, in one frame and in the next frame dismayed. The happy frame being you got five friend requests, and then you're dismayed because you see that each of the friend requests is one of the coffin dancers, <laughs> which means your death is your death is forthcoming, is impending. I guess if we're gonna go out in 2020 to to, to something killing us, you might as well go out in style, right? Right. And that's I, I maybe I should hire coffin dancers for when I die. We'll go ahead and, and hop over and we'll talk about some uh, image template mice. Right? Those those are like some video templates. So why don't you describe you know some of these uh, images? And they're all basically the same template. But why don't you describe some of them? Basically, there's a prompt where you have to do something or you draw twenty five cards, which is in Uno pretty much a. That's like, you don't want that to ever happen. You don't want to ever draw 25. In Uno, right? Because the goal is to get your your hand down to like zero, basically. Right. Except in the next frame, this guy clearly has a lot of cards. I don't know if it's 25, but a lot of cards in his hand. And he's got this face that kind of says, well, <laughs> it says like, I would rather draw 25 cards and be an absolute loser at Uno than to do this prompt. So what's what's the what's what so what's the prompt that uh, he's 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 talking about here? So the original prompt is call slash text your recent X or draw 25. Next frame clearly has drawn 25. <laughs> what what are, what are some other ones then? The other ones. Um, so there's one where. They've pasted a picture of Rick Astley over the guy's face, and the prompt is "Give her up or draw 25." And, and you know, and you know, he's never going to give you up. He's never going to give you up. And another one is parents on the the guy's labeled as parents, and the prompt is "Acknowledge that your child made a valid point against you or draw 25." And yeah, that's very relatable. How many times in your life have your parents actually admitted that you were right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that that speaks to another thing about templates, right? Like you can kind of customize the templates. You don't have to just take like the stock image, but you can like put text over or you know Photoshop, you know Rick Astley's face over something to kind of like reflect something to help better set up the joke. You just need to you just don't need to take it at face value, right? And the basic premise of this is I would rather do I'd rather lose this game than to do something like that, right? Um, there's also like clever subversions, right? So talk about like the 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 one of the ones in the corner that, that I sent you. I guess so. There's a subversion where you don't draw 25. You do actually do the prompt. There's one of Mao Zedong. His face is pasted over a child who's holding only one Uno card because they've done the prompt, and the prompt is kill 45 million of your own citizens or draw 25 pretty dark but also pretty accurate so you know we'll go ahead and get to the next couple of memes but actually before we get that um do you know what a wojak is a voyak 
a Voyak. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, so the, you, uh, so it sounds like you know what what a, a Voyak Wojak is. I didn't actually know that this is what it was called, but I, I'm seeing these. And I know I know exactly what these are because I see them all the time. But I didn't know that there was the name. So I'll do a brief history lesson for the listeners, right? So if you've ever seen the meme of Feels Guy, right? It's like this MS Paint drawn guy who has like a, I don't know, what would you call it? It's like kind of like an ambivalent, like, it's, it's, that, it's the guy who, who's with the meme, that face when, whatever, right? And it's just like the, the original guy behind that meme. Um, originally called Feels Guy. So essentially, it actually originated on a German language board, and then he basically uh, used it and called it Fields Guy on other language boards, and eventually it spread to the English language. Now, there were a lot of variants. Like People would essentially Photoshop or use MS Paint to draw over Fields Guy um, to make their own spinoffs, right? So, you know, for example, in 2018, there was a spinoff called Doomer, um, which is like, you know, Fields Guy with a little bit of stubble, a, little, uh, a cigarette, and like a, essentially a lot of black, black uh, clothes and like you know, bags under his eyes. Um, there was actually a female version called Doomer Girl, um, who, which came out in January of this year. And there are very various other Umers, right? You have Zoomer, um, kind of reflecting the younger generation with like you know glasses and like you know up, and he still has hair and whatnot, a little bit skinnier. Um, and then as well as Boomers, and you have who have like graying hair. You know, there's also a, a vo- version called a Soyjack. Or I guess this is 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 how it would the internet version would be calling it. Um, it came from an article about how the open face smile is now the new is now the new smile. And it kind of is a stand-in online for someone who likes nerdy things. There's a specific variation of these called uh, crying sword jack, which is like a very frustrated like nerd rage kind of guy. And then masked crying, where it's like he's putting on a happy face, but you can tell he's crying behind the mask. And then on top of that, you know, we have also Yes Chad, uh, who's a spinoff of a 4chan meme uh, about Nordic versus Mediterranean, which I'm not going to get into here because that's a whole other episode. Um, and also Trad Girl, um, who's paired, usually paired with Yes Chad, a female version of Wojak, who kind of is meant to represent like traditional values as opposed to Doomer Girl, who's like, you know, a little bit sad and more quirky, so to speak. Um, so, you know, James, what are, what are your thoughts on like Wojaks as kind of like, the ingredients almost for like, you know, memes in general. They're each like archetypal representations of a type of people. And um, they're each used in such different ways. And sometimes you'd only see a certain subset of these. In fact, to for me to think of them all as a specific type is so strange to me because I often, they're not often used together. But these are like it's interesting, right? That there is like an evolution of the meme, right? Started off with 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 Fields Guy and kind of evolved like branching paths into all these different subsets, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you could you could even trace like a kind of family tree for all. Of right. These. So the reason the reason I bring up you know the Voyaks Wojaks is uh, they're going to be used in some of the upcoming memes we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead to the next to the next slide and can you describe uh, this one? Oh, classic. We see uh, Zoomer who is in tears and rage, saying, no, you can't artificially inflate the economy, creating money to find an economic downturn. You can't just change market signals by using monetary policy or distort your natural rate of interest to Reno. No. And on the right is the classic line, haha, money printer go brrr. And it's the uh, a boomer, clearly of the Federal Reserve, just printing money. So this is in reaction to, um, you know, you can't just print money to fight um, a downturn because that's just artificial inflation. That's blah blah blah. And these Zoomers are very very outraged by this, and the Boomers just don't care. <laughs> Money printing, very short, very curt. So I think it started off almost as like this, like um, 
this commentary almost on like generational differences, right? Like you have the Zoomers saying one, like have this one economic philosophy versus the boomers who have like another economic philosophy, right? But I feel like it's evolved a lot past that, just like simple intergenerational, you know, arguments, right? Not to mention this is extremely simplistic, but it's funny because it's, they get the joke. Like they know it's not, they know it's simplistic, but they feel it's like more about the feeling than the actual uh, intellectual content. Yeah. So what what do you think makes this meme click? Like, why do you think it's, it's so relatable then? Oh, it's because uh, I think many of us millennials and Zoomers are feeling are feeling quite left behind by the current economic situation. And, and, and we, f- we don't agree necessarily with how the previous generation handles things, especially members of a certain political party. And so they, they seem to disregard our future to prioritize their own interests, their own gains. And so they'll they'll just very dismissively just say, oh, we're just going to do this. We don't care. Right. So that's kind of like the sentiment, right? Like this one party who feels affronted and the other party who's like, I don't really care what you think, right? That's kind of like the overall sentiment of this meme, right? So can you talk about like some of the other examples that are kind of essentially spinoffs off of this original, which started off on uh, March 9th uh, on Twitter? I'd say it's it's more than just, um, I'd say it's more than just they don't care. I'd say it's to the point where they think it's funny that we're suffering. Anyway, um, so a couple of other ones. There's one that's historical. The, the the Zoomer has been redone up to look a little like Martin Luther just by putting the cap on. He says, no, you can't sell indulgences to pay for a new St. Peter's Basilica. No. And on the right is with a Pope saying, haha, money, chess, go, plink. And there's one. Okay, so this one is funny. It's, it's, it's a pepper who's crying. Just a simple red chili pepper that's crying. He says, no, you can't just ignore my defense mechanism and eat me. And the, and the other guy's, haha, mouth go, ah. And his mouth is like on fire. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think for me, one of the appealing parts of this one is just like the the very simplistic, the other part is like the very simplistic response of the, you know, haha, blank goes, bl- like X goes Y, money printer go burr, money chest go clink, mouth go ah, right? That's like a, it's almost like a retort almost that's like kind of implies that like things are going to keep going whether or not you like it, right? Um, and you, you can kind of use the haha, blank goes blank as almost like a, just in text, like even without the entire meme kind of being displayed. It's kind of flaunting their powers. Like, I'm just going to do this and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Well, that's like that, that specific emotion that this meme captures. Yeah. So speaking of, you're talking about like kind of intergenerational differences. Um, let's go to the uh, next meme. Right. So we've got two uh, Shiba Inus and a Shiba Inu is uh, so we've got one Shiba Inu who's like it's a sh- the head of a Shiba Inu pasted onto a very extremely comically exaggerated buff body on one side and the other side is a normal Shiba Inu who looks a little more pitiful ears down might have tears basically each one illustrates um, a dichotomy of some sort the buffed dog says, is labeled my dog outside. He says, woof, woof, get out of my neighborhood. I am the boss here. And then the pitiful Shiva labeled my dog in the house says, pet me or I'll die. <laughs> so it sets up a dichotomy. One is clearly much, much more imposing in, um, than the other. So another one is phones in the 90s versus phones in 2020. The buff one being the phones in the 90s labeled Nokia. I am the strongest material known to man. My battery power is unlimited. And this is a callback to an older meme where Nokia phones are basically indestructible. 
and phones in 2020. Please don't touch me or I'll crack. I haven't been charged for three hours. I'll commit die. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is definitely like a, I feel like it's like a variation of the uh, Virgin versus Chad uh, meme going, like meme template going around as well, which is a little bit older than this one. Uh, this one actually started off uh, in February of 2020 on Facebook of all places. Now, interestingly, did you know that this one actually originated as a Spanish language meme? Oh, no, I had no idea. Um, so the first one is Mi Jefe a los 16, uh, which is basically my boss when he was 16 years old. This is the buff uh, dog. Uh, and then Yo de uh, 23, which is like, you know, the smaller dog with like a little, you know, uh, propeller head on it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of saying like my boss when he was 16 years old is like this big buff guy versus me at a 23 year old is like, you know, still basically a child. And the official name, according to Know Your Meme for this meme is uh, uh, Swole Dogs versus Cheems. Swole. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. So this started off in the Spanish language internet before jumping the gap from in May. So it almost took them like three months before it made it to English language. Um, the first known version of this meme in English is the swole dog being my dad at 17. Darling, I'm home. How are the kids? Versus me at 17 saying, damn, I wish I were a cute anime girl. <laughs> Again, this, the, sp- the first English language version of this kind of spoke to that intergenerational differences, right? Like you alluded to in, in Money Printer Goes Burr, that like, you know, the older generation has, you know, one, have one lived experience versus us now have another one. I think this next meme really uh, demonstrates this one, if you want to, if you want to describe it. Yeah, so um, it's two uh, Voyaks or Vojaks. So it starts at the top. So my parents at age 29, the traditional girl says, let's have a baby. And the guy says, yes. It's very like typical setup. You kind of assume, yes, parents, uh, our parents in their generation by age 29, they probably have had kids versus me at age 29. It's just, I think I'll get a cat. And I think that's a very, very accurate statement. As, as most of us know or feel, we are just not as well to do or as financially secure or as good of a place anymore at the same age. Right. I mean, as of the time of recording, I am exactly one month away, basically, from turning 29 myself. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I can definitely feel this uh, really hardcore. I mean, the, and there's some version of this meme where it's been changed to be like, you know, 27, 24, 23, right? As the person making them probably, you know, did to reflect themselves. But the, the sentiment changes like the older generation of these parents, right? Let's have a baby. Or there's this one I really like. Let's put 10% of our paychecks into government bonds. Yes, versus me at age 29. Time to dump my $60,000 of savings into this one train. Hashtag Wall Street bets. <laughs> or crypto. <laughs> or like this one, right? Like my parents came over from the Philippines when I was young. And, you know, my parents at age 23. Let's migrate to another country as our, as our kids uh, can have better opportunities. Yes, me at age 23. You can put anything in this air fryer for real. Which for me, you know, is... One, partly like, okay, my parents, it's it's a little bit more of a positive spin on the parents here where it's like, you know, showing that my parents did amazing things. My parents came over here as as immigrants uh, for me and my siblings to have opportunities. And it's like, just how different, like, I I can't even imagine trying to do what they did, you know, at at their age, uh, you know, so many years ago. Yeah. And, and um, the world has really changed a lot since our parents were in their 20s struggles don't change a struggle is a struggle and that's just gonna be the same but really we 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 live in such different times and we're such different people yeah i mean one of the big like to get to get real for a second is like one of the big kind of like 
groundbreaking moments I had this year that kind of like shook my world is that like, you know, like we're millennials, right? And like we make up, you know, 50% of the workforce and we make up 20% of the population. We own something like 3% of total wealth in the US right now, which is like compared to like, you know, our parents' generation or even like the boomer, specifically the boomer generation who when they were 20% of the population made up 20% of the wealth, right? It's like the idea of like going and like, you know, being able to work your way through college and then like buying a house off of like a single sa- like a single salary and raising a family of three like that before you're 30 years old is like, that just seems like a fantasy at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, all these people who are like, oh, you should have bought a house by now if you didn't buy spend so much on avocado toast. I'm just like, oh yeah, sure. That's so easy. Just don't buy any avocado toast and you suddenly have hundreds of thousand dollars to put down for a house. Like, what? That, that that was only a meme in and of itself for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's it's kind of the situation that our generation in is kind of is like the fuel for these this kind of meme, and and I think what makes a lot of these memes so successful is that they're so relatable on a level that we understand that we feel because we are in this situation. We we being specifically gen, millennials and and Gen Zers basically. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, th- I think, you know, these memes, right? Like, you know, the comparisons, like, you know, the first meme of uh, of, of Swole Dog versus Cheems being about the generational differences or us or this meme here, you know, my parents at age 29 or um, even like the uh, the money printer goes burr, right? Or all memes commenting on this this difference in, in power dynamics almost to some degree, right? This topic has become even more uh, visceral to us because of the pandemic and how many people of of who are aged, you know, 20 or 30, how many millennials who were in the service industry or retail industry were put out of a job overnight and remain a lot of, a lot of them still remain out of a job. I, myself, I'm a musician, right? I haven't, I've had maybe two gigs since the pandemic started. And I mean, yes, both of them were socially distanced. We had masks on, but I mean, the money dried up really fast and it's, it's really difficult to see you know, my path forward. And so here I am struggling through uh, my own economic situation in which I see a system that doesn't really care. They didn't like Congress has dragged its feet in passing a stimulus bill and they, <laughs> I don't know when another one's coming out. And this is already on the tail of a recession that already screwed a lot of us over and the growing wealthy inequality. And as you said, our generation possesses less wealth than, um, the previous generation at the same age. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I guess I guess the the coping mechanism is, of course, you know, take what you like. They say the best stories are, are what you know. I guess the best the best memes are also people, you know, putting what they know into the meme. Yeah, and I yeah, this this is why I love memes so much because they really do help me cope and help me laugh about it instead of dealing with it with so much angst and frustration. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, there's another meme that also uses Wozak, Wojaks. I'm just going to say both. Um, that, you know, uses, uh, so specifically, it's the crying uh, behind the mask Wojak and crying Wojak on top, and then two yes chads on the bottom. So why don't you go ahead and describe some of these? Okay. So, okay. So, so two, two, two Voyak, one, one, they're both crying. One of them's wearing a mask that's, that pretends to be okay. And says, ah, this character dies five hours in. Right. And, and the top text is other game leaks, right? People leaking, leaking what happens in the video game. Other, and the other, the person responding is in tears like, no, but like you spoiled in, the game for me. Yeah. But in, um, Sonic leaks, 
when when there are leaks from Sonic, one yes chat says this game will be shit, and the other says yes, we know. <laughs> yeah, and, and just they just seem very self assured and very like stoic and not at all phased by this. So this, but then this is one interesting thing I came across right in doing my research for this episode is that uh, there's been a trend toward a lot of wholesome memes um, that take memes and kind of recontextualize it for a more wholesome. So like like this that, that one here in the bottom center of the of the slide. Yeah, so this one is less less funny and more wholesome. It uses the same template. The guy crying behind the mask says, I'm going to grow a beard so I can stop hiding behind this mask. And then the uh, outright crying one says, that is very sad. I will join you in support. And now, um, and then both of them have grown a beard. And one they're says, both like, yes chats now. Yeah, they're both yes chats now. And one says, I feel much more confident now. Thank you for sharing this journey with me. And the response is you are welcome. So this is like definitely a wholesome meme. Like the original one is basically like, you know, putting up a difference between two groups, right? And then generally like the top group is like pretty negative. It's like, oh, there's a sad thing happening. And then the second one is almost like a more, like you said, a more stoic response to the thing happening. This one is essentially a four panel comic at this point, uh, which tells like a story between these two characters. Um, So why do you think this trend toward wholesome memes became a thing in recent years, if not just this year, at least in the past couple of years. Uh, well, you know, there's so much in the world that's gone to shit, to put it politely. And you turn on the news, you get any sort of news update from your news feed or whatever. It's almost always negative news or news that's like makes you upset. And at some point, it's just exhausting. And, you know, some people have actually taken this quite hard. But um, wholesome memes are a very nice outlet because they show us that there's still some good in the world and that, you know, if we contextualize it in a way that's shareable, it's very, you know, little packages of nice, wholesome goodness that make us feel good about ourselves and about people and not shitty as usual from, from the media. Which is interesting, right? Because these are templates, right? So these are just like a template that have like, uh, they had an, int- an original intent and purpose behind the first person to put these images together, right? Like the earliest one I could find is like the Sonic Leak one. That's like, you know, kind of like negative. But then people are taking these templates and then recontextualizing them for a positive thing, which kind of speaks to the powers of a meme to be flexible as templates. So speaking of, right, this, and then the last one that has Wojaks that we'll talk about uh, is uh, Girls versus Boys, basically. Which is kind of essentially like a um, a play on like a long-standing meme, you know, trend of like, oh, kind of like girls are like this, and then boys are like this, basically. So, can you describe some of these? Uh, so the the girl dialogue is usually between two different Wojaks. One is traditional girl, one is the Doomer girl. If you had a time machine, what would you do? Is the prompt, and one girl says to the other, "I'd go see my future self." She says, "Me too." But between the two chads, one says six. 9, 420, as in June 9th, year 420, because haha, 69, 420. Nice. 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 And the other says yes. And it's always usually the one one chat response to the other in a, in a rather curt affirmative or uh, some sort of affirmation. Another one is, so two girls says, I wore the same shirt twice in a month. And the other says, ew, what the fuck? 
stereotype that girls are much cleaner than guys. And one guy says, I wore the same jeans for 10 days straight. And the other says, only 10, bro? I, can I mean, yeah, I can definitely <laughs> wait there. You, I, you see, this is it. This is us, right? Like, only yeah. 10, really? I mean, again, this is essentially just like a long-standing, you know, trend of, you know, a common trope, I guess, throughout history of stand-up comedians or, or whatever that I guess this is the latest place where that particular conversations taking place in the form of memes it's taking a new format for an old joke and and it works really well because it's you know it, it has the the, vis- the visual impact is immediately obvious Th- that's an example of an old joke being updated right uh for it within the new template now there's a th- um, this next template is an Im- invert is a difference it's like the template is being updated basically but the jokes are relatively new if that makes sense so why don't you go ahead and, and describe this meme so it's two astronauts, and they're both facing the globe. One is pointing a gun at the other, and, but the one in front does not realize this. One example here is the, the astronaut in front says, wait, Disney Plus, it's all just a major nostalgia boost and then no real content. And the astronaut with the gun says, always has been. And I guess in this uh, template, the astronaut pointing the gun always says, always has been right basically implying that you know there's some something that like you know is actually revealed to be something else the entire time right um i like this one on the bottom that you know chrome is saying thanks for the install internet explorer and then internet explorer personified says wait that's all you needed for me to install google chrome and then the user says yup and then the internet explorer says now chrome is your default browser and then the punchline is of course always has been uh poor internet explorer so do you know where where always has been came from? No, it's it's uh, no, I actually have no idea. Yeah, so basically, this actually started off uh, way back uh, in 2016. So this first image is basically you know very crudely drawn uh, um, MS Paint. Um, basically, it's a Reddit post made in our dank memes uh, about an astronaut saying you know WTF, it's flat, you know, alluding to flat earthers, um, and then the other astronaut saying sorry, fam. So it's not even the always has been punchline, but the idea of two astronauts in space, one realizing a truth about the earth uh before you know being silenced for their knowledge basically right um and then that got involved in 2018 on 4chan where a cosmonaut you know wearing the the armor the, the hammer and sickle said wait it's all america referring to the globe uh before an american astronaut pulls the gun saying always has been so this is the first known instance of always has been and then last year in 2019, there was like this meme trend, essentially Ohio versus the world, where the idea is that Ohio is fighting against the world and will one day take over the entire world. And so the meme is basically an, an American astronaut saying, wait, it's all Ohio, referring to the Earth, which is just has the state of Ohio on it. And then the, uh, an astronaut holding with an Ohio state flag on it saying, always has been. Um, and these are the MS Paint, and these were all done in MS Paint, basically. You know, I have seen the Ohio ones. Yeah, so that's that's where that started off, and then essentially they ended up taking the idea of you know the astronaut killing somebody for you know getting knowledge that they shouldn't have, basically um, of like lizard people ruling the Earth or whatever, and updated it to a more common uh a more up-to-date height using actual astronaut images photoshopped together why do you think always has been has become a thing maybe it's because in recent times we've been presented with a lot of alternative truths shall we say about vaccines giving autism or the world is actually flat or 
this and that, blah, 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 yada, yada. And it's just like the media controls everything, yada, yada, yada. Right. And it's kind of fun to poke fun of those at those kinds of people for their willful ignorance, shall we say. So, you know, obviously this is a meme, like you said, that's been around since 2016. Uh, and there are other memes that have been around uh, for for a while, actually, um, that, that kind of get a resurgence, right? So this is a meme, uh, DW Holding Offense, that started off uh, in 2014, actually, uh, but resurged this year, specifically. So can you describe, uh, this is the, these are the versions of the meme from this year. So this is from the show, Arthur. DW from Arthur, the cartoon. So the context is from the original show, this is her looking in at a swimming pool basically and and she's just kind of grasping the fence kind of with this look that she wishes she were on the other side of the fence uh and the caption i guess that started off is when your friends do something cool without you you kind of like oh i wish i were there too uh she's just grasping the fence wishing she were on the other side right so that's the original one from tumblr right but when your friends do something cool without you now that one this that's the original meme, and and 2014 the meme was used to express right, like I'm feeling left out basically. And then in 2020 this meme came back on Twitter where this guy posted saying I know the streets miss me basically, and he's you know looking out. And then there's a bunch of other memes that uh, have a similar similar thing, right? There's this one from user uh, Sayani uh, with you know a picture of the gym with DW looking at the gym, right? Or uh, DW looking at somebody getting their eyebrows. Wow or you know someone getting like a new haircut or whatever right so what i find interesting about this meme is that it actually evolved over time where the first meme the first iteration in 2014 was about you know i'm being left out my friends are doing something which i'm not doing here this is one where it's like i'm trapped inside the house and i want to get out right does that does that difference make sense to you right i can't get my haircut i can't get my my brows done i can't go to the gym because of, of a quarantine yeah, so that's just an interesting, like, how the context of when the meme is being used changes how you interpret the meme, basically. And then let's see, this next one, can you read some of these memes? So I see a four-panel meme. There is a chocolate gorilla in a saucepan filled with, I guess, heavy cream. And over the course of the four panels, melts into the heavy cream to become a chocolate ganache. First frame, so the starting price, and this gorilla is fully formed. Second frame, the gorilla is submerged in the liquid. For the PS5, third frame is, at this point, the gorilla is only, you can only see the head. And then the final frame, completely ganache, no gorilla left, and it's just blank. So the starting price for the PS5 is, and then he's gone. Another one is, listen, kid, I don't have much time. The only toothpaste recommended by 10 out of 10 dentists is is gone. <laughs> so do you know where this meme came, comes from? No. So this actually originated in 2017 as, you know, a meme about the, the gorilla melting into the chocolate, right? But that meme was actually not about, you know, hey, kid, listen, I have to tell you something. The, the feeling then was about like, oh, I'm just like relaxing into something. The, the original meme was I'll study on my bed so I can rest my back, which kind of is like, okay, if you're going to just rest your back on your bed, you're going to fall asleep because you get super comfortable, right? Um, and that's kind of like the feeling you get of this gorilla just melting away into the chocolate now combine that do you remember harambe rest in peace harambe oh no pour one out yeah so harambe the gorilla was of course the gorilla that a couple years back was uh a kid fell into his enclosure at the zoo and he had to be shot to you know get the to rescue the kid and a lot of people re were really upset about it there was a bunch of memes that came out that the reason harambe was killed was because he was trying to share some information uh that he shouldn't have been sharing basically so it's like listen kid i don't have much time the krabby patty recipe is 
Uh, and then, you know, he, the sentence goes unfinished because the guys get him, basically. This has been a resurgence of that particular, you know, gorilla versus like a chocolate gorilla um, of, of this meme, basically. You know, that some there's some secret knowledge out there that uh, people don't want you to know about, basically. Which, interesting, I guess, ties in with the uh, always has been meme to some degree, right? Like, there's like this secret cabal of people who are trying to keep knowledge out of our hands. What do you think about that, that, the, that this meme resurges for both, for, for both of these templates? Like that sentiment. Oh, I mean, there's so much misinformation and alternative sources of information. Even and we know that there's a lot that's not being revealed. So we kind of think there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about. And and the more that we see the dysfunction that is the American government, the more we are suspicious of it. And so there's just a lot of this feeling of what what else do we not know about ourselves, about our country, about our society? Finally, you know, the last image meme that I want to like, you know, talk on is kind of going back to the wholesome, you know, evolution of memes, right? So uh, it's the are you winning son memes, and it's just a very crudely drawn stick figure comic of a kid playing at his computer. And his dad, wearing a top hat and smoking a cigarette, comes in saying, "Are you winning, son?" That's I always read in that voice. I every time I see this meme, I always read in that voice. I, I the only thing that unifies all of these the template is simply the dad walking and saying, "Are you winning, son?" And the response is has ranged anywhere from positive to yeah uh, dismay to dismaying or like depressing yeah so so the the origin of this meme was back in 2014 on 4chan or pre 2014 we don't know exactly when um but this happened on 4chan and usually right the 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 punchline is you know the dad comes in and it's like are you winning son and then like the 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 kids doing something shameful in his room basically right i think the original one was like the kid you know playing some virtual reality porno basically or, or something like that um another version is like the kid running around in like a sonic hedgehog cosplay or whatever right so you know i think the the original meme was kind of like one either poking fun at like the gamer in question right of like being a bit of a loser or the discrepancy between parents under, not really understanding their kids activities and, and hobbies right well I, I i definitely always remember like the are you winning son uh sentiment kind of coming out in the idea that like i'm playing a game that doesn't really have a winner or a loser right i'm just like just playing just to enjoy the experience it's not about like winning or losing that's how that's what are you winning son always meant to me for a long time but then right it basically this year i kind of we talked about wholesome memes earlier that there's a resurgence of wholesome memes right so kind of the punchline here is like, you know, are you winning, son? And then it's like, yes, dad, I'm at grand finals of Evo Championships, which is like the big fighting game tournament. Or are you winning, son? No, I'm not. But thank you for taking interest in my hobbies, even though you might not fully understand them. You're a great dad. Again, leaning into the wholesome element of this more so than like the edgy, you know, kind of mean-spirited memes, so to speak. Uh, finally, you know, let's let's wrap up the episode with going to uh, some text textual-based memes. Uh, so, have you seen the uh, the Doctor Doofenshmirtz? If I had a nickel meme. Yeah, I've seen the text, but I didn't know it came from Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, so you know, Doofenshmirtz is the antagonist of uh, the the Phineas and Ferb TV series. Uh, in 2011, there was the uh, movie, uh, you know. 
Phineas and Ferm across the two dimensions where the antagonist, Dr. Doofensmirtz, is double-crossed by his evil clone who dooms him via the use of a hand puppet. And then he reacts by saying, wow, if I had a nickel for every time I doomed the puppet, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice, right? And which is obviously a play on the uh, phrase, if I had a nickel for every time whatever happened, which I think is attributed to Mark Twain. So it started in 2019, became really popular this year, 2020. Um, So can you read some of the examples? Right. So when if I had a nickel for every time a gender reveal party ca- caused a massive California wildfire, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. The, the power of the original line is simply that a strangely specific thing happening more than once, like it wasn't just a one-off occurrence, it's happened more than once, um, but only twice because it's still quite strange. Interesting to point out that it's happened more than once. Right. It's almost like it's less so like a it's a meme in the sense where it's like that punchline of like it's it isn't a lot but it's weird that it's happened twice. So it's like a this one it's a subversion of the you know if I had a penny for every time I did this I'd be super rich, right? You're not going to get rich. It's just weird that this super specific thing happened and then you can use that I've definitely used that in shorthand in real life. Of like if I had a tw- pen if I had a nickel for every time that happened I'd have two nickels, but that's super weird that I, that it happened, right? Right. In, in, in reference to our current global situation, 101-year-old man survived Spanish flu, World War II, and now COVID-19. And the, the caption reads, if I had a nickel for every time I survived a global pandemic, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> yeah, twice in one lifetime is is worth noting. And then the last one, which I think you know is the best encapsulation of... 2020 is the where it started versus where it at where it's at now. So if you want to like describe some of these, it's just kind of like a before and after, or at least um, an implied before and after. Uh, so how it started versus how it's going before and after. So there's one where iPhone message or message on Facebook that says hi, how it started and how it's going. Still the same message except this time it just says hi, but it has the scene message underneath. The read receipt. Ooh, someone left on red. There's one that's how it started, how it's going, which is the two uh, flight simulators. Flight simulator from, I don't know, that looks like, that looks older than 95. I don't even know when that flight simulator is. Uh, and then the, the new flight simulator that just came out, which is so graphically intensive that even high-end machines struggle to run it at full um, specifications. Yeah, some other ones, right? Like how it started is, you know, a cute couple with a puppy. And then how it ended is just the girl uh, with the dog, kind of like the grown-up dog, implying that they broke up. But you got to keep the dog. There's some celebrities, right? There's like how it started uh, from Dr. Jill Biden, uh, who is, you know, her and a picture of a young Joe Biden uh, versus how it's going, which is, you know, them, uh, you know, waving to the crowd, you know, I guess shortly after uh, or shortly around the time, you know, during the campaign, basically. Um, there's also like Naomi Osaka, who's like, I believe, like one of the like a, a, a big up and comer in tennis, right? How it started, just like a baby, a, a child picture of her, you know, looking like kind of, you know, a, a little bit, you know, uh, as kids do, right? Yeah, this gun, that's the right word. Versus how it's going, her holding up, you know, her latest trophy or, you know, astronaut Thomas Pasquet, how it started, you know, him in a box, in a cardboard box, black and white, versus how it's going, uh, him in like a, in a space shuttle, right? 
you know, it could be negative, like the being left on red. Uh, it could be positive, you know, like these kind of like glow ups, so to speak. Um, and even like, again, you know, how phase three of the reopening started and how it's going from, you know, somebody who works in, in Massachusetts, it looks like, uh, where it, the, the first image is like, you know, like green, not a lot of spread of COVID-19 versus uh, a lot of red all over the map of Massachusetts, uh, meaning that the reopening has not gone well. Well, that's most of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just, you know, the original one started off uh, September of this year where someone shared like their text, uh, their first text with presumably someone they ended up in a relationship. And then the second picture is of them, uh, you know, hu hugging and holding that person that they were texting, basically. So um, that definitely spread. I think this is so, as we know, even just simple text, how it started, how it's going. Uh, really sets up the power of me of this meme to tell a story, right? It's, and it's no longer just like a viral image. It's it's definitely something participatory where we are involved in and inserting ourselves and in whatever we feel, be it you know the fact that something positive changed in my life, something negative changed in my life, or even this one, how it started, single, how it's going, also single. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, those are all the memes that I had. I know we've been talking for, you know, maybe like an hour and a half at this point, James. So I, I don't want to, you know, drag this on for too long. But you know, any thoughts, I guess, you know, what are the, like, the trends that these templates kind of reflect about us? Like what's important to us through these memes that, that you can tell? They, are, they very much reflect our current state in different levels. So current state, I when I say current state, I can refer to either on a personal level, which is, you know, like relationships or it can refer to um, our interests, like games. Or it can refer to society, like um, how society has changed between um, generations. Or it can refer to the larger picture, the geopolitical scene, and how that affects us all on a day-to-day -day basis. It's an outlet for us to express how we as a collective feel. And I say we as a collective as opposed to just the meme creator, because a meme doesn't become viral unless we all kind of feel it, um, or it doesn't become well reacted to unless you know the, the intended audience understands it on a very instant level. Because you know memes come and go. You scroll through your newsfeed. You either like it or you don't. You either get it or you don't. So they reflect. So these memes, they more and more reflect us as a people on many different levels especially in ways that help us cope with negative things on all those levels. Right. And there's definitely like a lot of different things, you know, that we've seen, right? Like we've seen memes about, you know, dealing with mortality, be it like the coffin guys. We're dealing with this, you know, new mortality that we're faced with as a result of the pandemic. We see, you know, people upset with like the economic situation, right? Like the, you know, the the me at age 29 versus my parents at age 29, or like the money printer goes burr memes, right? Like talking about feeling not empowered to be able to, you know, make change or do things that, that the generations before came. And then we just kind of like have to deal with that. And then also like memes of not trusting that, you know, we know everything out there, right? Like the always has been meme, right? Or like the, uh, listen, kid, I don't have much time memes that kind of like have been there, right? But then on the positive side, right, there's also the meme's ability to spread wholesomeness, right? Uh, kind of subversions of the classically slightly more depressing, slightly mean-spirited memes. And then finding, you know, either, you know, are you winning, son? Yeah, I'm winning. Or, you know, the, hey, this very specific thing happened. And it could be like a very specific good thing that happened, right? Or, you know, as this last meme, like how it started versus how it's going, we've changed over time uh, in some cases, right? Sometimes it's the same, but a lot of the times, most of the memes I've seen of this is that 
yeah, things have changed one way or the other. We're all growing and changing. So I think, you know, memes reflect that reality as well. All right. Well, I think that's enough uh, memeing. Any last words, I guess, that you have for the audience out there, you know, in this time as we head into 2021? Uh, no, I don't really have anything else to add. I'm looking forward to the new year, as I'm sure everyone else is. Um, and so, yeah, keep memeing. Thanks again to our guests for joining us for this episode. And thanks to you for tuning in to the Year in Memes podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, please consider subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or to my YouTube channel. And make sure that you catch every episode for this year, as well as hopefully for future years. Also, consider leaving us a rating or simply share it with your friends so that other people can learn about the show. It really helps. The Year in Memes podcast is a Ninja Boy Media production. Until then... Happy memeing. Somebody once told me his name is John C. Do you know the way? It's over 9,000. It's a double rainbow all the way. Study bit me. Damn. Daniel. Hello there. General Kenobi. Hey, you. Finally away. So has your kids, has your wife. I'm a fire in the labor. Super hot fire. I spit that. Oh! So just do it! <laughs>